welcome to the movie podcast. This is a very special episode uh, for which I'm recording the intro after I've recorded the podcast. Anyway, uh, this is a special episode because I am having a guest over, one of my best friends and my former roommate uh, when I was in college. Uh, his name is Sridhar and he's also a movie buff. So I called him up and I told him, pick a movie man and we'll talk about it. So here it is. By the way, this is uh, episode four. We're discussing Whiplash. Okay. Hello, Sridhar. We'll just pretend that we have just started the conversation. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. That That is important because <laughs> other people are there. Uh, tuning in. Anyway, uh, Whiplash. Uh, firstly, I would like to ask you why why this particular movie that's been chosen by you. So, because this is uh, this movie is something that really uh, relates with me with what uh, with, with, with what I have done and uh, what you know how people have pushed me towards achieving something. Now, uh, when I saw this movie, when before I saw this movie, it was just from a recommendation. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a funny story. Like, uh, I was just in a car with my uncle, and he just told me that, uh, do you want to hear some jazz? And I was like, okay, why not? And this this was just some electrifying jazz that I, I was hearing for the first time. And he said that, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good movie, you should see it and all. So I was like, okay, let's see it. But when I saw the movie, it, I was like, this movie is not about jazz. This is something really different. This is, some, this is about uh, mm-hmm. having a mentor, having a father-like figure uh, in your life, in your career. To you know, push you to unlock the potential that you have uh, within you to achieve something great. Like if you see during the first scenes, uh, the main protagonist he's uh, he's just a normal bloke practicing his drums, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. a bit timid, a bit scared, but. Uh, 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 but his uh, coach, what you can say, Lawrence Fletcher. Lawrence Fletcher, Fletcher, right? Fletcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fletcher. His Terence, role, Terence Fletcher. Terence Fletcher, Terence Fletcher. So when Terence Fletcher actually, you know, uh, he was literally in his space, you know, in front of yeah. uh, his whole orchestra, telling him to, you know, uh, like literally abusing him and all. Yeah, but yeah. he listened to it because he knew that Fletcher is something great and he's lucky to be in his band. Yeah. So yeah. because of uh, the pressure and uh, sheer respect, he just pushed himself. Like literally in those scenes yeah, where, yeah. He, where he practiced by himself, literally blood coming out from yeah. his palm blood and Blood coming out of his hands and all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And then... In the later parts, he is literally so confident that he is in, in mm-hmm. Fletcher's face. That gave me my role back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, so yeah. that's something which is very 
uh, privilege to my life kind of like I, <laughs> i was a very uh, you know scared and a timid fellow when it came to uh, performing in exams and all <laughs> but there was a father like father figure in my life which uh, in my period when, I, when i was down and i was down when i was very vulnerable that i scored very less marks you know uh mm-hmm. showed me the truth that you know people are saying that it's okay you can do you can do better and all that sort of mentality mm-hmm. okay yeah he showed he gave me the bitter truth that you're not good enough you're not uh, uh worthy enough to get over here to be mm-hmm. at that position that's why you didn't perform and all and that kind of pushed me as well so uh-huh. the movie uh that's why i relate that movie that's why i relate to that movie very much uh-huh. um yeah so that's your initial uh, remarks regarding regarding the movie uh so so those who haven't watched the movie with flashes about a guy and uh he's he's a talented and and gifted guy uh who gets into a music school okay classical western music and uh he meets up with a teacher who is like he's very famous and he's very you know uh notorious for his techniques of teaching and it's basically based on his relationship uh, between the, these two it's it's not a romantic relationship it's a uh more like a teacher student relationship so uh the highlights of this movie uh, are the guy his name is Andrew Neiman like the Miles Teller Miles Teller he's a he's a up and coming actor so uh should I, have you seen la la land oh i haven't sir la la land okay so uh the guy who directed la la land and uh with like this is same guy uh, those two movies are from the same guy so he's like 35 years old and he already has like best best directing oscar so it's kind of a big deal he's is very good at directing and uh, i have seen the flash like three times uh first one was i guess did we did we watch it together no i we, we didn't watch it together i gave that movie to you when we were Roommates, but didn't watch it yeah before. but did you watch it with me I, i i don't remember yeah i i saw it three times uh, like uh, a couple months ago i saw it for the last time so there are these like beautiful movements where the music and uh, you know his drums or other instruments are uh, emphasized in the screen that's very beautiful i think but uh, i think it's about perfection like uh, he's trying very hard to you know to become something better than the mediocrity of the world like he's trying to you know surpass everyone like uh, there's there's few scenes where he has to compete with the others so it's it's at after certain point talent stops mattering it's about how how much hard work you're doing and we can see how he uh, he gets fr- uh, frustrated when at, at some points the others play better than him so i think it's about affection like imagine like how many people have lived throughout throughout the history of the world and how many have made a name name for themselves like what 50000 people who are like considered great in their respective fields so 
uh, I think it's it's about how. So I was thinking the other day, like, this is like the uh, realization of mortality. Like, what are you going to leave behind? Andrew even wants to be a musician, right? But how how did he come up to that point? Like, what, what, what do you think? Uh, is it is it worth leaving something behind, or you just there's no, you know, there's no point. Like, well, nobody is perfect. It's always said, nobody's perfect. So why why this striving for perfection? Like, why is everybody pushing so much and so hard? Like, not everybody is going to achieve perfection, but we try. So, well, what what do you think? Yeah, it's a desire to be in that group. So that Shaper Academy that where he is in, which mm-hmm. in the movie he says that it's the best in US, right? So he wants to be yeah. the part of that group, and he knows to be the mm-hmm. be in the part of that group, he has to have some sort of standards for himself. He has to get to that yeah. level, and like all the great teams in the world, they have this one guy which pushes all the young people around him. To be at that level, so mm-hmm. is it okay if I give sports metaphor? Okay, so yeah, I have okay, teams. Okay. I, yeah, I might not I understand, but uh, see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I okay, you, so, you can go. Yeah. So uh, there's this guy Michael Jordan. Okay, a very celebrated basketball player. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when he was uh, the senior player in Chicago Bulls, and he had. Uh, new players coming into the team, few young looks coming into the team. At that time, you literally, uh, like he wasn't a coach, he was just a player in that team with them. But just because he was senior and just because this Michael Jordan, who was like this global superstar uh, playing with these guys, he had some sort of standards for himself. Okay. So he literally during the training and uh, practice sessions, he was literally scolding them that, you know, when I pass you the ball, you have to hit it, or he was literally in their face, abusing them, or, you know, uh, getting them to that limit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not just physical push it, push it. limit, they were all uh, good basketball, they were very good basketball players, like, yeah, but yeah. That last five percent of mental toughness, you know, yeah, yeah, that pushed the, that team to get you know six, I guess six uh, uh, NBA World Championships. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and same with, and this is like an international case, but same was the case in yeah. India too. When Saurabh Ganguly was the Indian cricket team captain mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. a young bunch of players coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaheer Khan, Harbhajan Singh, and all. Mm-hmm. Those guys were also like, yeah, I have, they were like fearing that Saurabh Ganguly figure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because Saurabh Ganguly was like, if you don't play, uh, Legendary, if you yeah. don't do, yeah, if you don't do good, we'll, I'll see you in the evening. Or someone like Sachin Tendulkar. Uh-huh, Sachin uh-huh. Tendulkar was also yeah. a, a captain for Indian cricket team. And once in West Indies, they uh, 
they were bowled out. Indian team was bowled out at a very close uh, score, and it was a winnable match for India. And mm-hmm. Sachin was so angry. He was like, "If you want to be in a team with me, then you have to uh, uh, stay, uh, wake up early in the morning, and work out with me." And all. so, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. my point is that every great team. anywhere in the world has this one guy who is a bit uh who is a lot more experienced than him and than others but others wants to be in in his company no matter what he is like this cool guy uh with with whom everyone wants to be and he knows it, and he knows it too he knows that that all uh, all other people wants to be with him so that's why for the sake of the team he just gets into this villain mode where he mm-hmm. you know uh just unlocks uh, the potential within the players mm-hmm. and that's the same thing that uh, we saw with uh, in the flash in the flash yeah. yeah uh like do you I remember think, in that scene do do you think he was he was like way too damaging like the abuse that that's there like it's very creative <laughs> but i think it's so much damaging for like uh like he mentions like uh the one who takes uh, a lot of abuse and he never gives up that's the one who becomes great but i i think i seriously think that uh he's been pushed way past his breaking point like uh i think someone might survive but for for most other people it might just be you know too hard like they are pursuing the craft like he's trying to become a drummer but uh sometimes the pressure the teacher uh, puts on him might might way be uh, past his comfort zone like it's not being in the comfort zone but still like we have like a psychological limit you know up to this point you know if if some like he talks about how his mother leaves his father and that's very you know personal and private to him so bringing that out might be like a limit so i th- i st- i uh in the movie it's very like uh, not romantic i would say it's very intriguing and it's very uh, feels amazing but uh having done that to myself i would feel very bad like i would pro- probably give up if, if someone said something like that to me so do you think like psychologically manipulating that uh, that no was maybe maybe a positive effect for someone but is it for everyone i don't think it's for everyone like i, I think uh, it's a game of mental toughness man like mm-hmm. uh you see in that shaper academy there is only one drummer he doesn't want an army mm-hmm. of drummers okay he just wants one and he wants that best one to be over there and yeah. what i think is that when you at in any field you know uh, when you get at the top the skill level is almost the same but the mm-hmm. difference between 90 95% and 99% is just that 5 to 7% of mental toughness mm-hmm. and that was something that Fletcher was testing. So if you see, mm-hmm. if uh, Neiman didn't have that mental toughness, he wouldn't be back 
uh, working with Fletcher again. Mm-hmm. The other two drummers. No, but after a point, he gives up. Like he leaves. Listen, he listen, leaves listen, the listen. college. You know. Yeah. Like listen, listen. So uh, I'm talking about uh, the bar scene when uh, Fletcher mm-hmm. asked him mm-hmm. to join him in that uh, exhibition. Yeah. So at that time, Newman said that with the other two drummers were also there. What happened to those? Yeah. What happened to them? So he so Fletcher said that they couldn't take it. They left uh, music and yeah. uh, went to medical did something uh, stream else. or something. Yeah. Did something else. Yeah. yeah. So Fletcher wants the one, the best one. He doesn't want. He he's not a teacher. To, you know, get uh, uh-huh. all the students in the class book marks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. In every seat, he wants the best person in the world, and I think that was his test. And uh, when you mentioned earlier about uh, if we can take that abuse or not, <laughs> I think we mm-hmm. haven't been in that sort of competitive environment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. Yeah. Like, uh, the only competitive environment that we have is like, yeah, uh, exams and all, and so, yeah, 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 it, it, we are not even fighting for one place, like, your past, yeah, yeah, uh, there are no uh, more destructive words than good job and all that's very good thing. But I think he was just trying to screw Newman over. Like he is going to invite him and humiliate uh, him in, in front of a huge audience. So that's that's uh, particularly in the movie. But I, I get your point. Like uh, uh, someone who has that much potential and that much passion for that position, it, it might just be the right thing to do. Like go with the uh, what the teacher says no matter how how uncomfortable you get and uh, also going back to your point about that uh, the presence of the father figure i think that's uh, very good like uh, we, we previously talked i mentioned the the joe rogan experience episode uh, the author of fight club discusses the same thing like uh, uh, you have a biological father but this this learning of your craft and learning of words experiences and you you might have negative feelings for them like uh, this man is abusive or this person has abused me a lot and uh, he's just not right for me but when you when you look back it's those are the most defining moments of your life like and you your your hatred turns into respect right so what he argued was we are running out of those uh, father figures like most young adults don't have that kind of father figure in their life because they're not uh, pursuing anything meaningful in their lives like so what's what's your take do you think we're running out of these these second father figures like we have a biological father and there's, there's someone someone else it might be the same person but it might be someone else that you know shows us some craft like uh, for example in this case he's uh, learning drums or he's learning music right so what's what's your take yeah, 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 sure. Like, uh, do you think you, such a such a such a uh, father figure is necessary for you know, uh, better, better uh, see, for for a better life in a, in a person's life? See, though, 
Now every person makes some mistakes in his life. Everyone has some screw ups. But there has to be someone in in his life to tell him, to let him know that you know you have screwed up massively, and if you do it again, then it would be much worse. And you just understand the gravity of situation. Like if you remember in our mm-hmm. college, is it okay if I mention college? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, I won't name any names, but in our college too, there we have seen people who haven't performed, and their parents is like not performed as in just failed and all, and their parents are like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay, you can do uh, well next time. Next uh, semester. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we have uh, uh, attempted it. Uh, you have got the experience now. Uh, let's see in the mm-hmm. next next semester and all. Come on, man, that's bullshit. When uh, like that guy should be let know that he has screwed up in his life. He has let mm-hmm. people down. Mm-hmm. He has not worked his ass off for anything. And uh, yeah, and he should be scolded for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that scolding or you know uh, telling the harsh truth, that is something huh. that a father or a you know father figure, a father figure should do. And mm-hmm. like people who and people just take uh, people who don't have father figures in their life or you know not father mm-hmm. figures but someone that uh, someone uh, who speaks like that in their life. Mm-hmm. They just take everyone for granted. Like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it is. It is what it is. We'll see the next mm-hmm. semester. Yeah, yeah. If it hurts, then you will realize that yeah, I have to, uh, you know, perform. Mm-hmm. If you, if like, uh, in the book that you mentioned, uh, we can have to keep this conversation about the art of uh, not giving the fuck. Yeah. Yes, yes. The subtle, yeah, the subtle art. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> in that book also, the author had mentioned that if there is anything wrong or negative in your life, you won't do anything to mm. uh, work towards it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the realization or the gravity of how something is wrong in our life is yeah. is most of the times. Uh, we realize by someone else, and someone else tells us, "Hey, yeah. man, come on, what the hell are you doing?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so I agree with you one hundred percent. You asked me the question that having a father figure is important to me. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, another are, another thing, I uh, yeah, okay. just a deep go on, go on. Like uh, obviously now there are people. Who May not have father figures in their life, and or you know mm-hmm. that person in their life, but still, uh, they are successful because they are highly motivated and driven by themselves. Yeah, yeah. But for normal blokes, I think, <laughs> I think having a, a father or a father figure, yeah, having yeah. uh, yeah, having a, giving you a real sense or or giving a, a reality check is very important. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. 
Yeah, it's okay. Uh, uh, one more, one more thing uh, is is about uh, I I read it somewhere. So uh, you know about the Godfather tradition, like uh, people have Godfathers, you know, they have a father, their biological father, and there's someone who is appointed Godfather. So so the Italians yes. have uh, this saying like uh, the world is so difficult and confusing to understand that it's not ne- uh, enough to have one father. So you have your own father and the Godfather. It's like a saying. So that's that's the point like godfathers they maybe you know uh, feel like a negative influence in the in the early periods of our life yeah so that's i think the flesh has uh, influence uh, not influence emphasized uh, another point i i wanted to mention was uh, how some some of our most negative and humiliating experiences uh, drive us towards the most success we can achieve like for example, that that bus scene who gets into an accident and cannot play and is uh, knocked off stage or is humiliated. I think that was the point where you know it changed everything. Like he was just playing and trying to you know achieve the top, but at that uh, that humiliation has uh, transformed him. Like you know, and and. Also, I think these moments cannot be identified at that time, you know, like if everything is going bad, like you just said, you, someone has to tell you like you're doing this wrong, right? But when someone tells you and you realize that this is a wrong thing, you realize that what what should be done in order to get your life together. But we don't know that we realize this at that particular moment. So these moments can only be identified when we look back on our life. So I think there are these defining moments in in our life that that you know majorly decide the course of our future. Do you do you think that's that's something you agree? Uh yeah, obviously I agree because uh you learn the most in your failures. Yeah yeah. Uh, dictate. F1 Formula One driver Nicky Lauda, he uh, he is supposed to be one of the greatest of all times. Okay, and mm-hmm. he uh, and in an interview he mentioned that uh, I have learned the most in my losses. Mm-hmm. And this is a man who has had an incredible uh, mental result. Like he was mm-hmm. in, he, he, a, he was in a terrible uh, car crash. His literally half of his face was burnt. Mm-hmm. And when he uh, says something like this, something like that, where he has learned the most in his losses, I think mm-hmm. that resonates with your question, and that answers it very yeah, yeah. promptly. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like. The negative experience is going to define you more than the positive experiences. Yeah, and you learn the most, right? Because that's very hard to exactly. But and do you uh, think, yeah, like uh, we are like over? We have we have become as a, as a community or as a society over competitive, and and uh, many people struggle towards one goal, like uh, you know. 
let's say getting a good job or getting a house or getting a car or you know settling down with your family and something so uh, these are like general goals but uh, when when there's uh, let's say competition for a job people way uh, way many too many people push for something something that's so uh, small like for one position for example uh, upsc or or uh, cat you know so do you think there's a relation between uh, the number of people competing in, in this kind of environment and depression like if you try too hard for something and if you don't make it that's that's going to just destroy you you know so what what's what's your take like i mean andrew is for for some part depressed and in the uh, when when he leaves the college and he he stops drumming he's like totally depressed and, uh you know the actor has very well shown the appearance and all like he's a depressed person you can just by looking at his dark circles and he's very uh unenthusiastic so i i i personally believe that there's a relation between this over competitiveness and you know depression so what what uh, what's your view like that's the price to pay when mm-hmm. when you're competing at such a high level and where the margin is so so tight that's mm-hmm. the price like uh, if it you see in the movie he sacrifice like in every like i'll uh, give you two instances in the movie in the first instance is where uh, they are having a family dinner yeah yeah and he just starts to talk about uh, the legends of jazz and how yeah. great he is yeah. and all and he just uh, doesn't even understand or even <laughs> recognizes what his brothers are doing yeah so yeah. at that point i we can see that he's just so so engrossed and he has just given everything to that art to yeah. the point where he just can't think anything other than that he can't even uh, recognize he can't even accept the people doing things other than him yeah and the second is and in the second point uh, i want to say that uh, he he has a he has a boyfriend and yeah. uh, add something <laughs> we should talk about yeah yeah he has a boyfriend uh, and so... she's and yeah she's she's also like a normal girl like uh, i mean yeah. in that movie it has been portrayed that she's just a normal human being uh, you know enjoying someone uh, enjoying yeah. her relationship enjoying having a partner and all and at that young age giving up uh, your girlfriend or someone who you, who you love just for the for, for your love of art is something uh, which needs a great dedication yeah and uh, when he meets the shaper academy uh fletcher in the coming months you can see that he is so much distraught that he 
literally wraps up his uh, drum set and you know drum just in, in the corner of his house somewhere collecting dust and he's literally you know pleading and and kind of uh, diplomatically begging her girlfriend that please can we uh, can we go out and yeah yeah and when she says that uh, I'll have to uh, ask, ask my boyfriend or something. At that time, yeah. his face so she's, also, she's like moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. and and at that time he's like kind of realizing that you know. <laughs> Maybe it's all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gave everything to it, and now, like he he doesn't have a basic happiness in his life. So that's the price. Yeah, to pay. yeah, like exactly. But. I think it's, like, a, it's, a, it's yeah exactly like price to pay. It's a trade-off. You greatness versus a happy life, because if you if you see especially in the art arts fields, people devote like ten fifteen years of their life. They just stop interacting with other people or, or uh, have families and all, or they are not very recognized in that uh, certain period, and they just blow up after that. So. There's many many instances where that that has happened, but is it is it worth doing though? Like uh, the plight of the genius, like uh, the most creative people are the one, uh, the most suffered. You might have heard like uh, what the the trouble genius trope. Yeah. For 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 example. Uh, many many musicians have had personal problems and it has been expressed through their art, but which is very hard. Over. For example, Rockstar. Have you seen Rockstar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Like he's a very great musician, but he's failed in his uh, you know relationship with the character of Nagesh Thakur. So it's a trade-off. Like what? It's a trade-off, but at the same time they are. Like literally in some another parallel universe where we don't exist, and they have this uh, drive, they have this ego that they have to be the best, and like Plan B, they, they don't even, they don't have Plan B in the dictionary. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen uh, the TVF aspirants? aspirants? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. In it's okay. So for they the TVA aspirants yeah. is for uh, is is a is a web series based on TVA's aspirants. Okay. Yeah. And that uh, there's this uh, guy who in like it who is supposed to you know he's he's a smart bloke and he's supposed to crack TVA's. And he just says that uh, Plan B is for losers. Plan B is for idiots. Yeah. It's like that. Like their mentality of, of, and he admits, he admits that this is an ego that they have. That they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, the second point is that, like this artist or you can say, and sports people as well, they start their uh, they start learning their art at a, such a tender age 
that yeah. and they have dedicated so much of their early years in into uh, the art and this like they yeah. don't some many of the times they don't have necessarily the second option like all their schooling mm-hmm. years and all they have all uh, dedicated to this art so maybe yeah, that's yeah. why also yeah that is awesome right uh, have you have you heard about the 10000 hour rule yeah 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 so yeah like, that's that's the yeah. thing like you have to spend 10000 hours to be you know expert at something so 10000 10000 hours is a lot like if you if you do it 3 hours every day it's, it takes like 10 years and that's a big chunk of anybody's life so yeah with flash so flash, did it did it get you into jazz 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 music or something it got uh, jazz music got to me first than whiplash because i saw whiplash oh, just okay, because it okay. just because it was like yeah, i yeah. told you during the started i <laughs> yeah my uncle uh, just told me that you know what if you play i would simply take it out mm-hmm. and yeah uh so i first heard about the Louis Armstrong and then this with flash uh playlist started and i enjoyed it mm-hmm. okay. uh, but, uh, jazz music like, is something uh, which is uh i mean you you can't hear it hear, hear it just from the book you know there has to be uh-huh. some mood uh-huh. setting for it <laughs> you know yeah yeah exactly you have to be on in this relaxed mindset uh you know mm-hmm. you just want to just uh enjoy uh the few minutes of your life at that point and everything has to be calmed down around you that's i think the best yeah, yeah. setting for jazz yes because you can just you like talks about the type of people listen to it yeah exactly go on the radio it's playing and you're doing other stuff yeah watch la la and there's a small section where the the main main actor discusses like people are listening jazz this way it's not to be it's not to be heard this way like you have to pay attention and you know understand the beauty and all that have you yeah, uh, listened to lavi and those uh I've heard the name but I haven't gotten around to you know actually yeah I'll highly recommend you I'll tell you what the mood setting yeah, okay. okay there are two mood settings for this first when you're feeling lonely okay. or sad or emotional mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. that uh song just hits you man like you feel it hits you okay and at in the second uh mood setting is at night and everybody is sleeping mm-hmm. there's no noise okay late at night mm-hmm. yeah 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 the, the music and yeah the lyrics just hit you mm-hmm. i'll i'll i highly recommend you and someone who is you know who just wants to hear some jazz amazing amazing mm-hmm. okay sure sure is, uh, yeah the jazz Your art form is not new to us, so I don't. Uh, yeah. So I just uh, 
enjoy listening to jazz but uh, yeah i don't think i'm a connoisseur of okay yeah i also think it's an acquired taste like you know if you listen to some jazz then you might like it like in the first go you may not like it because usually it's it's the same with indian classical music as well like at first you may not like it right so as you at least dive a little bit then then you can like it. um i i heard jazz music after i watched the movie like uh, they mentioned specific artists in the movie like charlie parker and and uh, others like drummers and all so i just you know uh, looked around on the beautiful internet and heard a few clips i i like it but i'm not like have i don't have an understanding uh yeah exactly the movie that's what i'm saying that so i think we are yeah yeah exactly maybe maybe in the in the in the coming years we might get something you know like like an understanding of of it okay we are coming to a close uh so quick questions which one is your favorite movement of this movie one moment if if i ask you one moment which was like the best moment you think uh from this oh. with flash yeah it has to be the last movement it's so epic the drum uh okay yeah these guys he just plays is just mm. honestly very yeah. good the the speed goes down and it comes up that's yeah that's yeah, 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 yeah yeah see yeah. uh <laughs> that uh scene is very important here because that scene tells you that uh between those guys respect is only earned by their work yeah if we exactly. went yeah. tell let's say that sorry please forgive me and all we do like yeah fuck off yeah. but uh yeah. we went shows him that he yeah. can stand up to him in playing drums yeah. too it's yeah. literally in his face and fletcher respects that and that's yeah. how they yeah. have each other's respect that I, that yeah. that is scene is very peculiar yeah yeah okay that was that was a good answer uh recommend to us one movie that you feel like everybody should watch that's a very tough question <laughs> man you should have given me a question first <laughs> i mean okay. this is the extempo part where where on on the whim i ask questions yeah uh okay wow <laughs> i think shawshank redemption Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Everyone should. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone should watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because okay. uh, like Whiplash, it has much more greater meaning than just the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. Okay. It's about not giving okay. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have seen Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. 
okay anyway that uh, that does it thank you sridhar for uh, what uh, creating this space in your busy schedule and joining us oh my god busy schedule uh, wonderful <laughs> wonderful discussion <laughs> no man thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me first off and uh, this is something great that you have started and uh-huh. all the best my man i'll be happy to thank you you over you over here again yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah and keep at it okay. man this is something which is you are good at and uh, i'm enjoying it yeah. thanks man thanks What? okay so uh yeah thank you for joining in those who are who are going to listen to this and share it with your friends and let me know i haven't started the twitter account yet i will get around to it okay so bye bye